scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the He's got time at the 10 to the 5, yes! to the end zone, touchdown, and a dagger! Giannis into the lane, Giannis spinning, fading shot, up, gone for Giannis at the buzzer! Bucks win it! Hi, ho, Bucks Nation. Welcome to the Bucks Trilogy Podcast, presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. I'm your man, Scott the Vanilla Gorilla, here with Vagman and Bitchface. <laughs> if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and check out our other podcasts. We do the Brewers as well as the Packers. Uh, Brewers off-season stuff, I have no idea what's going on there, so Tyler and Trevor usually take over that. And Packers are kicking ass this year. So we do game previews and reviews, so give those a listen. Boys, the Bucks are currently on a 14-game win streak, leaving their record at 20-3. and Haters out there are going to say that we've gotten pretty lucky with an easy schedule. Plus, when we do play some of the good teams, they've been missing key players. But fuck them. We're the best team in the league, and I think we really proved that on Friday when we just obliterated the Clippers with all their important players. So, my question to you to start off this podcast is, when is this streak going to end? Trevor, let me hear what you got. Well, first, I did not appreciate that intro at all. I did not what, read the script the... before you said Vagman and Bitchface. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> Oh. That's why you always read the script before you yeah. sign on. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Well, in terms of this massive win streak the Bucks are on, and I think you're right, they should have proved a lot of doubters wrong, even though I didn't see or hear a lot of people talking about that victory that they had against the Clippers. Wasn't on national TV for some reason, and they're just, it didn't really seem like I saw a lot of national attention on that game. Even though, in case you missed it, both of their best players were playing in that game. Um, but I think. And did shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was great. I think for the streak, I, I'm thinking I'm leaning towards December 22nd which that makes that a 21-game win streak before they lose, and that's against Indiana. The reason I picked that game is because it's on a second night of a back-to-back. It's a little bit earlier of a start, even though it's in Milwaukee. It is a 6 o'clock start instead of a 7 or 7.30. And like I said, it's after a back-to-back. They're coming back from New York, so not a super long flight, but coming back from New York the night before, a 6.30 game. Uh, so I think that's just going to be tough, and I think the Pacers are just going to play them tough, and they have been a team that has played them t- tough in the past. And I also think it's going to kind of light a fire under the team to just absolutely destroy Philadelphia on Christmas Day, and that's really what I want to see. So that's what I think is going to happen. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with Trevor's assessment there. I mean, the Pacers, it'll be a tough game, but I mean, I don't know. Do they really scare you a whole lot? Malcolm Brogd isn't playing out of this world like he was to start the year off, and everyone is upset about <laughs> the contract signing. But, I mean, other games before that, you have the Mavs and the Lakers, and both of those are at home, so I'm not too worried about those games. Sixers, fuck them. So I'm actually going to extend this streak into 2020. So taking a look at the early 2020 schedule, I think the Bucks are not going to lose until the last game of a West Coast trip, and that's to Portland. So that'll be on January 11th. That would extend their winning streak to 31 games. So going to that West Coast, they have the Warriors, Kings, and then Trailblazers. So that's the, the last game, and they have the Spurs on the road too. So that's a four-game streak away from Pfizer form, but... Now, the Trailblazers got a little momentum going. I think Carmelo's playing a lot better than people expected, and they've been starting to win a little more ball games, and they've been pretty competitive throughout the years. So the Bucks, along with being on the West Coast, that'll be their fourth game in six days, so they're going to be pretty tired, and I would ex- I think it'll just be a game where they maybe come out a little flat and just aren't as dominant. They have been on this win streak, so a little fluke loss in there will end it, and 31 games got to be a franchise record so i'll take that (laughs) (laughs) well uh those are two very different predictions i am going to say that the buck streak ends on december 16th against dallas um dallas has been playing phenomenal uh they're 16 and 6 right now um, they've won 10 of their last 11 games. Um, when you look at teams that they beat in that streak, they beat Toronto, San Antonio, the Rockets, Lakers, Minnesota, New Orleans twice. The only loss in those 11 games was the Clippers. Um, but I had a tough time. I was going to choose either Dallas or the Lakers because we play them um, right in a row. I don't expect us to win both, but I also don't expect us to lose both. So whichever one we win, we're going to lose the other one, is my prediction. Um, But then you look at the Mavericks as a team. Outside of Donkic, they they got not a whole lot going for them. Um, Out of their 22 games, Donkic has led their team in scoring 19 of those times, which... I'm sure if you look at the Bucks, I'm, I think Giannis has led our team pretty much every game. But if we can somehow put some defense up against him, um, we could definitely get a win out of that game as well. And then play the Lakers a few days later, hopefully refreshed. But um, that's my prediction for a win streak. Were you guys expecting anything like this? coming into this season not this big of a win streak I mean I expected the Bucks to be good and when I kind of put together like my regular season predictions I was like I really had to force myself to say the Bucks will lose this game and then like make up insane excuses on why it could be so um I mean you look at you know the Bucks last year they had that fluke loss to the Suns and just not coming out prepared so those are always things this team has proven that they can win games even with guys injured key guys injured we've won a lot with Middleton out Brooke got some uh, injury time and 
Sterling Brown recently. So I don't this the sky is the limit really with this team. I didn't expect a big win streak, but I'm I'm here to ride it out as long as it goes, and I hope they they do something crazy with it. Yeah, I I think I would agree. I think I saw a lot of decent win streaks, you know, in the five to eight or nine game mark just a lot of those lose here and there but a lot of those kind of mid-tier winning streaks that just allow you to get to 60 wins or whatever the bucks end up doing um and especially early on i it kind of seemed like that was the case i mean before this win streak and this win streak started november 10th against oklahoma city uh before that game the bucks were six and three so it's not like they were world beaters at that point, and I think they they did obviously lose some close games. I mean, the game right before that, they lost to Utah by three. Um, they did lose to, by 11 to the Celtics, and then they lost, obviously, in overtime in that horrible second game of the season against Miami. But I do think it's kind of crazy that they went on this big of a streak. I definitely was not expecting that. Um to your point, Scott, when you brought up Luca leading the team in scoring on how many nights did you say? Or how many games? Nine, 19 of their 22. And the Bucks have been led by someone other than Giannis three times. So it's the same. Yep. And that's for points for rebounds. There's been one game that Giannis didn't lead the Bucks in rebounds per game. <laughs> That that is wild, and he he definitely hasn't led most of the year in assists, but he's on that leaderboard quite a bit as well. So that's he is just absolutely incredible, and we do not give him enough love. <laughs> yeah, I, he has been just dominating. I I know when we were making our early season predictions, I I predicted that the Bucks wouldn't be as hot as they were last year because they wouldn't. Uh, almost try as hard in the regular season. I thought that maybe they'd give Giannis some more days off here and there. Um, Maybe guys just wouldn't push it as much every night. I was dead wrong. These guys go hard all the time. I should have expected that out of Giannis. And I do, that every time he's on the court, he's going to play hard. I expected maybe the coach would just rest him some more games. But you don't need to when he's only playing 31 minutes a game, which is just insane. You got him at 31 minutes a game. Next highest is Chris Middleton with 27 minutes per game. Now we got 12 guys in our regular rotation. So we're spreading the minutes around so much. And when we are up 20, 30 points at the end of the third quarter, (laughs) we get to sit everybody. So our guys are going to be fresh all year without even having to sit games because they're just dominating so much. So that's really cool to see. And I hope that that they keep this up into the playoffs. Now, let's move on. Let's talk about our unsung hero of the month. So, Tyler, who's your unsung hero? Yeah, so I'm going to back up to a guy on one of the previous podcasts who I wasn't too high about one of our newly acquired acquisitions, and that's Wes Matthews. I think he really started the year off not so well, at least from a shooting perspective. We know his defense, a hustle was there, and he was given it all in that regard. But in November, 
the numbers really exploded. He took 89 field goal attempts in the month of November, and 59 of them were threes. So 66% of his shots are coming from beyond the arc, and he made 42% of those three-point attempts. So really started to increase his efficiency out there. He's, again, showing that ability to drive and score. Again, one out of every three shots, but that's perfectly fine. And when he gets a free throw line, 81% in November. He had a plus minus of plus 17, which just, again, proves that good things are happening when he's out on the court. And then, of course, the defense has been there as well, too. So along with shooting the ball well, he's kind of helped the Bucks extend streaks, uh, stop droughts of scoring. He's been doing a little bit of everything and gaining the confidence of his teammates. And for a guy who's on the veterans minimum, he's going to be a real asset going down the stretch and into the playoffs. So I'm really proud of what he's done so far. Yeah, yeah. and you know, one one knock that I keep hearing on him was his defense is subpar and that he's not a good capable defender anymore. I don't I don't see that. Personally, I think he's a great on-ball defender. You just look at our last game against the Clippers. He was a primary defender on Kawhi and spent time on Paul George as well. And those guys ended up shooting 5 of 14 and 5 of 12, respectively, in 30 minutes each. So I think he does great on defense. And he's one of those guys who's not going to command the ball, but he'll make open shots when he gets them. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so Tyler and I kind of joked about this. Was like, can we put Giannis as our unsung hero? But no, I, no, I don't really think no. we can do that. I just want to <laughs> shout out Giannis briefly again. Um, so the one thing that I think we all saw some big strides in is his three point percentage. In the month of November, he had a thirty one percent three point percentage. Now I know it's only it's only three games into December. But he currently has a 50% three-point percentage, shooting 8 of 16 from three in those three games. So that's exciting to see. But my um, my unsung hero for the month of November is Dante DiVincenzo. And I think he has just played extremely solid, especially in Chris Middleton's absence. He did start 10 games in November. Um, so he did get a decent amount of minutes, 22 minutes per game, about, um, and he got nine points, four, almost four and a half rebounds a game, 1.6 assists, um, and had a plus minus of 19.1, positive 19.1. Um, just in comparison, Giannis in November had a plus minus of positive 16.9, so Dante's is just a little bit better, and now plus minuses aren't a great stat. Definitely not end all be all, but um, just kind of correlation with how well the Bucks are playing when he is on the court. And one thing that really stands out to me is shooting forty three percent from the field and almost thirty six. He's at thirty five point nine percent from three, which obviously is going to be very important in this offense in the the league nowadays you have to be able to shoot threes and he's definitely looking better than he did last year early on uh, when it seemed like he couldn't do that so I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do as a part of this bench mob that they have assembled in Milwaukee 
For sure. And and we got to give Dante a ton of credit because he started 10 games in the month of November, which if you followed him through college, he hasn't started a game since high school. So he was always coming off the bench. It was great for him to be able to make that adjustment when we needed him to. Um, I think he's been the one to really step up and take Malcolm Brogdon's role. You look, he's he's a fantastic facilitator. He is a, he's really good at shot creating, which we really need on that bench when you don't have Giannis or Chris Middleton getting plays going. So um, he's... His assist-to-turnover ratio isn't super. It's 1.6, which is not fantastic, but um, he's able to create his own shot, which is the most important part. Uh, My player of the month, uh, I I absolutely love this guy. Um, He's easily becoming one of my favorite players on the team, George Hill. Uh, in November, his stats were basically the same as his season stats so far. 21 minutes a game, uh, 9.4 points. 4.5 is his assist-to-turnover ratio, ratio, which is just incredible. And he's got 3 assists to 0.6 turnovers in that many minutes as your point guard. That's just phenomenal. He's also got 1.6 fouls per game which it, it's not a huge stat, but it just shows his his um, consistency, his veteran leadership that he can avoid those fouls. Um, and then you look at his 19.38 PER, which is second on the Bucks, um, And he's currently second in the league at three-point percentage at 51.6%. In November, he actually boosted that up to 53.5%. And he's got a shot at the record for NBA field goal percentage in the season, which is held by current buck Kyle Korver at 53.6%. I think George Hill is going to be huge for us the rest of the season. And just like last playoff series, or last postseason, he really stepped up and helped carry the Bucks as far as they did. Do you guys have anyone else that you wish to shout out? No, but just kind of Branson off what you said about George Hill. Obviously his numbers and stats are incredible, but the thing I really like about him is he knows when to take over a game and when to kind of step back. Earlier on when we first acquired him, I just thought it was he was afraid to be aggressive in the system. But after watching him play now, like I know that's not the case. It's just he's able to understand the game, the flow, and really knows when to take advantage of matchups and read everything that's going on. So he's a very smart player. And so I, you won't find me criticizing him anymore for you know playing a 20, 25-minute game and taking like three shots because I know that's just how he read the game, and I trust him to make those decisions like that. Right. He's one of those guys who's, it seems like he's got the mentality of, yeah, I can take over the game if I need to, but I don't need to right now, so I'll let the other guys do their thing. So that's just awesome to have. He's such a smart player, and he's going to be huge for us late in the season. So glad we were able to re-sign him. 
So let's move on to my favorite segment, shit on a player. Now we're going to shit on a player of the past month. Uh, I'm actually going to start this one just because it feels a little unfair when I always uh, let you guys go and then I wrap it up. So I'm going to shit on Brooke Lopez. Now Brooke has been amazing for the Bucks. He's 26 and a half minutes per game, 10.3 points in November. Um, he's also one of the league leaders with two and a half blocks per game. But his shooting has just been way off this year. He's shooting 39% from the field, 28% from three. Um, those numbers in November go down to, well, 28% from three still. Um, and his two-point percentage went up in the month of November to 59% from two. But um, that comes out to a 42% field goal uh, percentage overall, which still isn't great, especially for a big man. We just want to see his numbers go up. If he's shooting five threes a game and he's only hitting 28% of them, they're all good looks, though, which drives me crazy. He's even been missing some easy um, post-move shots lately, uh, which is not like him. But you look at his overall contribution, he's still a 13.7 PER player. So that's still solid numbers, but his shooting has just been atrocious. His brother, Robin, uh, let me see his three-point percentage is at he's at 41.7% from three in the month of November. He started horrible, but he's been catching on. He's been learning how to play in the system. Uh, so we thought it was going to be the other way around. We thought Brooke was going to be canning him from three and Robin was going to be trash, but it's kind of flipped. Tyler, who's your player of the month that you're going to shit on? So I'm going to not necessarily shit on one specific player. It's be more of, of like... Of course. I know. <laughs> the Bucks shot profile. So thinking in terms of the Bucks, uh shooters in, you know, thinking like Dante, Sterling, um, even Chris Middleton extend, Bledsoe. We always wanted this team to let it fly. In the preseason, they were averaging over 53s a game, which was just insane. And then in their four games in October, they kind of continued towards that trend. They were at 45 threes a game. But as November came, it's it's kind of shrunk. So in November, they averaged 39 threes a game. And then throughout the three games, as we're recording this, 35 threes in December. So... A, yes, it's kind of cool to see the Bucks win in other ways, like scoring in the paint or mid-range jumpers, but when it comes to playoff time, those aren't going to be good shots. The defense intensity is going to be amped up. You're not going to want to be settling for those shots. You want to maximize how many points you can get on each possession. So it's all what Coach Bud preaches in repetition. So I think the Bucks really... These shooters, they need to be more towards what Wes Matthews, Wes Matthews is at. I mentioned he's taking two out of his every three shots from beyond the arc. That's where everyone needs to be in order for this team to ultimately reach its goal. 
Okay. Um, my player that I'm going to shit on, uh, this should be no surprise if you listen to this podcast. Now, normally it comes from Tyler, but I'm going to say Pat Connaughton. Uh, but I'm going to preface this by saying I don't think he's been terrible. I think parts of his game has been good all year. Um, I mean, in the month of November, he's shooting 48% from the field. That's pretty damn good for a guard. Um, you know, 89% from the free throw line. Like, he has parts of his game that has been good. And I don't want to discount that, but what we need him to be, and kind of going along the lines of what Tyler was talking about, we need him to be able to shoot threes and shoot them effectively. And he just did not do that in the month of November. He shot 23.3% in the month of November. Now, I, I think we are all kind of nitpicking a little bit at this. I mean, the Bucks went on a 14-game win streak and whatever, but I do think that there's certain areas, and with Brooke Lopez's three-point shooting, Pat Connaughton's now outside of November, he has been very good shooting threes, so maybe it was just kind of a month-long uh, bad streak for him, but I do think more three-pointers and more consistent from players that you expect to hit more um, is going to be very important moving forward. And I think Pat and Brooke kind of fit in that same realm where we just expect them to hit more threes. Yeah, and you got a good point. Um, normally there's some obvious players that are just sucking it up that we shit on. This month, there there really weren't any players that were god-awful. Um, I mean, there were some players that have aspects that weren't super good, like um, shooting percentages, that stuff. But I think the big reason we do this segment is because it tends to kind of work. Usually we shit on someone, and then they kind of get their shit together, and they do a little bit better. So I think that's why we're going to keep it up. And if we keep doing it, we're going to have a perfect team. So, now that we went over those, let's kind of just do a little vote real quick. Let's see, who do you guys think the unsung hero of the month was? Tyler says Wes Matthews, Trevor says Dante, I said George Hill. Any one of you kind of want to put a vote for someone other than your guy? Well, if I had to vote, gun to my head, and I couldn't vote for Wes, I guess I'd vote for Dante just for stepping in when Chris was out and filling that starter role and he's just been very impressive this year for everything we talked about so that's where my vote would be yeah i th- i think um this is so tough because i feel like all of these players deserve it but i think i think it's gonna be wes just because i knew or at least i was very certain that i knew what i was gonna get out of george hill and he has been exactly that and i don't want to discount that but I've expected that. I was hoping for um, what we have seen out of Wes Matthews. I was hoping for that, but I wasn't really sure. So I'm going to lean towards Wes. All right. Like you said, Trevor, I think all three of these guys are very good candidates. I'm going to go with Dante just because I've been so damn impressed with him. Um, Like you guys said, he picked it up when we needed him to. And he looks like a savvy veteran out there. The way he keeps plays alive. He's always diving for balls, always flying in for offensive rebounds. So 
I'm going with Dante here. Now let's vote on shit on a player of the month. Our three candidates would be Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, and the Bucks shooters overall. Trevor, what do you think? Um, I think no question I'm going to go with yours, Scott, Brooke Lopez. He, if he steps it up, I think it makes the team so much better, uh, more so than the other categories. I'll make your job easier. I'm joining, joining Trevor shitting on Brooke. It just hasn't got it going this year, and I don't feel like shitting on Pat. I've done that enough, so I'll give him a break. <laughs> Surprising. I'm sure he appreciates that. Um, I'm just going to say Brooke, too. Um, I, he's getting the looks. He's getting the same looks he did last year. He, some of these might even – he might have even more open shots this year than he did last year, but – He's just not connecting on him right now, and he's not the Brook Lopez we're used to. Um, so, Brook, get your shit together, bud. We we all agree there, but also he has been somehow better on the defensive end. Oh yeah. So he he definitely deserves the credit there. Two and a half blocks. I Tyler talked about it before the season that he did not think that he was going to be able to maintain his two point two from last year, whatever it was. Um, and it is incredible that he has been doing more with another actual center backing him up, albeit his own twin brother. But I think it's I think it's incredible what he's doing defensively. Good call. I think that could be credited to our scheme, and everyone's kind of just getting used to it, feeling more comfortable with it. Um, but kudos to him for even though he's having a rough time shooting. A, he's still launching up shots, and B, he's picking it up on the defensive end. So mad props to him, mad props to the Bucks. Hopefully they keep this streak going and end 79-3. and um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but right now they're not giving us a reason to doubt it. So from me to all of you, I enjoyed our time together. Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of this wind streak and fear the deer. 31 game win streak for the win.